0: It's been a long week, we've got a busy weekend ahead, but it's nice on a Friday night to curl up with a blanket on the couch in front of the telly with some popcorn and pop on a Disney classic to watch with your family. That's right, this week we're going back to the Disney classic that started it all, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, one of the very first musical movies in history. And this is the Musical Movie Marathon with your hosts, David and Andrew.
1: What do you think, Dad? Does it hold up 82 years later? Absolutely, absolutely. It's such a classic. Its popularity was so um, widespread that uh, MGM decided that they were going to hurry up their production of The Wizard of Oz in order to compete with it. So, which is quite (laughs) cool. Again, creating another fantasy world trying to do it live action um yeah so we look forward to reviewing that one soon i
0: think that one of the relevant um aspects of this movie to the discussion about musicals is its kind of surrealism in places there are some places Mm, in which um you wonder how much is just Snow White's imagination Mm. is particularly the the bit in the forest when she's running away from the huntsman who's warned her to run away from the queen and you realise later that the big scary eyes that she thought were, you know, beasts were actually just little you know, rabbits and squirrels and things and so there's that scene which highlights, in particular imagination, um, like the trees forming hands and grabbing hold of them, her, her clothes. And then as she pulls away from them, the trees, the trees turn back into normal trees, and, and their hands disappear. And so that fantastical element, and the, the truth that, that, that these are, these are caricatures. Um, even though they feel really real, a lot of, some of the times they, they feel just like puppets you know to teach simple uh, kid songs or simple you know lessons for children. Sometimes it feels like that. Mm. And that's how you can easily put the songs in without fear of ruining any mm. um,
2: suspension of disbelief. So I did a bit of research as to why this movie is a musical. Why not just a, a normal movie with no songs in it? Why not just background music? Why, did make, why make the characters sing? And I couldn't come up with any reasonable answer. There was nothing in the history of cartoons, nothing much in the way of the history of movie musicals that would make it normative for a long movie like a feature-length movie to be a musical it doesn't it didn't have to be there were uh, plenty of non-musical movies that were around before snow white so the only theory that i can come up with is that it was good for children to have songs in it and uh, that's also good for adults to keep their attention on a, in a cartoon uh, which you know the conversation around it at the time was that oh how can you you know pay attention to this cartoon you know the, the animation would hurt your eyes sort of thing watching it for so long and I think songs were part of the breaking up the the, the sameness of of animation and now we know that's silly but I think The other aspect that that brings to Snow White in particular is the heavy aspect of childishness that, uh, you know, the theme of imagination uh, draws on um, and the way that that relates to songs. There is something inherently childish about musicals. And I think that that's something wonderful. So as a musical, uh, how does it
0: hold up? Would it hold up on Broadway?
1: Oh, I think so. Absolutely, and I'm sure um well we read about um Disney actually creating a, a musical of it, but I'm sure I've seen, you know, many Sleeping Beauty musicals that whether they're homegrown or, or not, um it's uh Disney has made it a timeless story that, that can be um done over and over again. Uh I what I was really pleased about I was really wanting to get onto this topic of the music. I absolutely adore this music. Um it's so good. You know something's good when someone else makes fun of it. And um, we used to watch a, a sketch of Morecambe and Wise, some British comedians, um, parodying the Wishing Well song. Mm. Um, and that was really clever. Um, someday My Prince Will Come. Uh, I, yeah, so there's lots of um, good songs from this which have lasted. But what impressed me most was the what we call incidental music. The background music, uh, usually instrumental, um, often orchestral, um, that accompanies the action, and especially in uh, in an animated movie where there's a lot of action and not so much conversation, um, the, that music is essential. Again, Walt Disney would have used music in his uh, like that in his uh, animated shorts, especially if the shorts are of animals who, which don't talk so much. Um, yes there are animals that do talk but not all of them um and so the i felt that the use or thought that the use of the uh, music in the movie was inspiring it was really good and in many ways again maybe it set the template um for other movies movies that follow to use the same kinds of techniques
0: Mm. did you have any techniques in particular
1: you noticed that the music employed yeah well i noticed some prokofiev so if you notice um if you know Peter and the Wolf, which is one of Prokofiev's um, famous compositions, um, you can hear aspects of that. Um, like there's a solo oboe at one point doing some lovely bumbling tune. Um, the flutes, obviously, for the birds and, and other similarities. Obviously, Vivaldi used flutes, flutes as well. I mean, there's, it's <laughs> well documented. Um, but yeah, so you've got this sort of what now we call program music. Um, happening where the instruments or combinations of instruments or even arrangements of, in- of music uh, are to represent something uh, physical or real or practical. Or even, um, you know, from the romantic sense, that's something that is um, a feeling or a mood or an idea. Um, so, yeah, so the composers, uh, there were two for the songs and two for the instrumental music. Um, yeah, they drew on a, on a vast history of, of techniques and to, to really good effect, it was really good.
0: Wow, fantastic. Um, how yeah, So how does that apply to it being a musical, though? That makes it have a great soundtrack, but
1: what about the songs? Well, um, yeah, Well, our definition of a musical is uh, that the film has to have the characters in the movie doing the singing, so it wasn't just, uh, some background music, um, and the the singing has got to move the story along. It's not like some characters just doing karaoke. That's not um, moving the music. Yeah, so the yeah, the music has got to be integral and an important part of of the movie. Uh, and yes, yeah, Snow White does that. We've got um, her at the wishing well. Uh, it's the first song. Uh, the that morphs into the prince joining her, and then him singing his a ballad a la Romeo and Juliet. He's mm-hmm. on the ground, she's in the balcony. Uh, and and there are other songs, songs that she's lost in the forest and, and she sings to sort of this whistle a happy tune sort of version song. And, and there's other songs as well, you know, chorus numbers with the dwarves and so on. And then she does a lovely little ballad after that as well. Um, yeah, all of these are really important. They move the story along. Um, they're sung beautifully, they're arranged beautifully. Um, yeah and uh, according to the uh, to Wikipedia uh, when the Disney made a stage version of it, they added um, I think four other songs um, which seemed to have titles that looked pretty good
0: yeah great points. Um, what I noticed about the songs were that there were quite a few that fit the structure of of musicals there was no opening chorus number, like we expect in a musical, mm-hmm. uh, but there is uh, a, the I Want song from mm-hmm. Snow White um, and the... Uh, like we noticed in Showboat, uh, immediately after that followed a, a romantic mm-hmm. song duet between the two lovers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a duet, it was only him, really, but but that that's... A lot of the songs were um, justified by the story. So you didn't have to enter into some fantasy land where everyone sings all the time mm. in order to believe that these characters are singing. These characters just like singing and they sing. So the Wicked Queen doesn't sing. Mm-hmm. Um, the dwarves have the song that they Go to work singing and and come home singing and they they are working and singing at the same time, and that's not unusual mm-hmm. they uh snow white whenever she sings she is prompted to intentionally sing she's not just um singing about the situation she is um actively decided to sing mm. and and mm. so she does yeah. and it's always um very uh yeah appropriate and it's it's so that's something i i feel like is misunderstood um in modern musicals or in the modern conception of a musical you sometimes think that well maybe like lemurs right Mm -hmm. the characters are singing because they only sing (laughs) or the characters um are singing because that's just how they uh talk you know, that's just how they communicate, is with melodies. Whereas that's not necess- That's not where musicals came from. Mm. Um, it, there are operas like that um, and operettas, uh, which informed the musical. But there are many, many musicals, which were stories in which the characters really sang. Hmm. And I think um, uh, there's an extent... Is in which some of the best musicals today even continue to follow that that uh, that can concept, if you will. Okay, so do you want to go there? Do we want to um, try to figure out how to transform this movie into the classic from the classic that it is into a piece which in which the songs. Actually, carry the story, rather than being silly little interludes, because um, there's not much in the way of storytelling after the f- opening that is carried through the songs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 did uh, confuse it initially, and then sort of clarify it, uh, when you're referring, comparing it to things like Les Mis, uh, which. As you corrected yourself, is actually uh, an opera, um, which of course has a much longer history than musicals, and in in which everything is sung. And so, I think uh, I would be very interested to see Snow White as an opera where Mm. everything is sung. Mm. I I think there's room for that. I'd love to see to hear a huntsman song. I think the dwarves certainly could do a song that illustrates their lives. A little, perhaps even their names, a little bit more. Uh, Someone has since noticed that the characters of the seven dwarves are characteristics which people can tend to concentrate into a a personality flaw. That, you know, when uh, (laughs) sort of like a a defense mechanism, in that if you. if, if you're struggling when you to to put on a brave face or to to cope with what you're coping with, trying to with what you're experiencing, you may tend to do one of these seven flaw character flaws. You can get in a grump. You can pretend to be happy. You can try to solve everybody's problems like Doc, while not solving your own. You can develop allergies. Um, you can. <laughs> You, know, you can get sick. You can get sick. You can withdraw and, and be sleepy. And, um, or you can just pretend to be twitty like Hamlet did, you know, mm. dopey. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so people have said, um, just beware of those character flaws. So what that tells me is that there are stories behind these names. And and a musical, an, an opera, modern opera, could actually explore those a little bit more.
0: Wow. Okay, well, would you try to have modern music or would you try to have this, this old-timey um, 1920s program music?
1: Um, absolutely modern music. Would I have rap? Well, it's not really my genre, but I can imagine someone writing rap for it. Um, of course, I think um, a sung-through production um, with modern music um, and the same kinds of characters in a modern setting, uh, yeah, could could be done, and if it's if it's done well, it could be as successful as Wicked.
0: What do you think about the predictability of Snow White? Like, is that a hindrance to its story?
1: No, no. Um, um, I, you know, I've said this before, and I'll probably say it again in the series. Um, I regard the musical form, the form of musicals. Um, to be sort of like um, the Japanese art of trimming trees and keeping them small. Bonsai. Bonsai. We've got quite strict rules about how you do things and the creativity comes from what can you do within those boundaries. And so, okay, so we've got a standard plot, this hero's journey or whatever the plot is, um, this quest, uh, okay, so how are we going to do that? What are we going to make that's different? Um, how, what solutions are we going to have? How are people going to interact? Um, what, does, what role does some things, in this case nature, play? Um, yeah, so I think just because it's a, the story is predictable or the outline of the story is predictable doesn't mean there isn't room for creativity.
0: This is something that I think is really important in musicals. Almost every musical, I think, the main character absolutely has to have hope, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. That, that's a very common theme. And I don't think it's just a common... I, I think it's more common in musicals than it is in movies. You don't mm-hmm. have to have a main character who has powerful hope in a live-action movie or in a play. But in a musical, you almost always must have a character with hope. Mm. And and so that's, that's something that I um, appreciate about this movie, is that Snow White continues to be the good um, person that she is, um, trying to stay positive. And her, she continues to just hope that... Uh, her prince will come, she she knows. Um, but uh, that becomes her hope, especially because if you think about where she is, if you try to get into her mind, if once all of the um, dwarves are asleep downstairs and she's up in her room and, and she sings to herself for maybe this is the one aria that is actually not um, justifiable. But if you get into her head and you, you realise there is... There is nothing for her. There's nothing left for her. She's been kicked out of her kingdom. If the queen finds her, she'll, you know, kill her. And so, she
1: she she's out. She's at what's end. You know. So, so lots of themes we could draw out of here. Lots of um, good positive messages along with the the negative ones. Um, so I think Snow White has still got a lot of lessons for us. I think Snow White. Um, as a historical piece, is inspiring. Um, And by the way, just if you think that, you know, all these 300 animators were men, they weren't. Um, A lot of women had a hand in this movie. Um, Obviously the singers and the actresses. um, But also um, the cheeks of the women uh, characters were coloured by hand by um, a, a woman who was the only person who, using the modern equivalent of a cotton bud, was, was had the skills to put those colours and those cheeks on those frames. And when she left Disney, they couldn't do that technique anymore because no one else could do it like she did. Mm. So, yeah, women definitely had a hand in this movie, an important one. And, as I say, the main characters is a woman, which I think is just a really laudable for um, the very first animated feature, well... In, in the United States anyway um, movie mm. so while they're saying oh we're setting up some some stereotype and some some narratives there yeah we' are still women are are still the main subject and um, women had a hand in, in making that movie so yeah that's all good
0: yeah um that fits with the tropes of a very successful musical it must be uh, there's I, I learned this from the uh, documentary on Curiosity Stream, a computer wrote a musical. I mm-hmm. think that's what it's called. And uh, so they, they plugged in almost all of the musicals on Earth into this computer to try to f- and their stats to try to find out how to write a musical, a successful musical. Mm-hmm. And so it you, you decided that it had to be a period piece. Mm-hmm. It had to have a love story, and the main character had to be female. There you go. That is how to write a successful musical. <laughs> of course, there are um, notable exceptions, but there it's it's you know if you yeah. look at if you look at the successes, you see that there quite a few fit that category. So Disney knew what he was doing. Well, no, he was telling a story that he wanted to tell and it happened to fit the mould that, that there was no mould yet, like we said with Showboat. Mm. Um, there, there was no canon of musical theatre tropes by this mm. stage. Oh, But uh, what an interesting um, movie. I think that the original animation will always be the definitive mm. version. There are
1: few musical movies that this applies to. It's a special movie. It's good to see again. Um, and yeah, and it, it sparks conversation about, well, how can we face the challenges in life? Um, maybe singing is actually quite good to bring us some hope back. Maybe we can connect with nature and, and find some perspective there. Lots of good lessons here. Um, and apart from the, the morals and themes, it's a good story. It, it's you've got a happy ending. It's fun to watch. I was really surprised pleasantly uh, to see the gags. There's so much fun in this movie. Um, yes, and I think that's going to be my last word. Um, do see it. Do enjoy it. Um, whether you f- you go into it really deep like we have, <laughs> or whether you just enjoy what the animators intended and, and have fun and, and, and a little bit of escapism, do go and see it. Wow, well, that's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night.